if you have a WordPress website, there are plugins which can interfere with the robots.txt and it's a small check. You only type the name of the website with slash robots.txt. You look into it and see if there's any error. I would check this perhaps monthly because I told you there are some plugins which might mess with your robots.txt file. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Anyone who want to get more skills, knowledge. Welcome because I don't care you're good or bad. I only care about skills that you can learn from this podcast, about valuable insights. And today we have an interesting topic about technical SEO, how you can increase your website speed, how you can fix all technical errors to get much higher ranking positions and results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Olivia Breda. How are you? I'm very good, Anatoly. I had a good week. Uh, I uh, studied entrepreneurship. I went to a college and I went and uh, last week and this week we have uh, studied entrepreneurship and uh, tomorrow we will have a final presentation and I'm looking forward to it. Other than that, life's good. Um, I live by the seaside. Uh, I've been to theater this uh, this uh, summer. I went to to the sea and I, of course I work. I do technical SEO. I do freelancing tasks. I like to read in my free time, things like that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Olivian, you spoke twice on my podcast. And yes. I'm, I'm blessed to get all these valuable insights. And uh, I'm interested about technical SEO. You know, we have many tools, great tools, uh, Google Search Console, Screaming Frog, IHRF, SEMrush. Many tools can show all these technical errors. But it's hard to choose uh, errors that are critical, you know, that can impact. Because uh, when I share the list of errors with my web developers, uh, they usually confuse what to fix first, what to do, because it's almost impossible uh, to fix all errors. I don't know if someone can, uh, but when I check all my projects, I still have all these errors, but it's important to know critical errors that can impact the results. Can you tell how to find them? Okay, uh, that's a very good question. I like it. Uh, the thing is, like, uh, there is a famous uh, joke about this uh, magician who who is asked, who, who can do these uh, tricks you are doing? Any kid can do it if he has done it for 60 years or something like that. So. Um, in SEO, you have to know how to prioritize things. If you put a, I, I won't give any example tool, but pretty much any tool that is not from Google, when if they are getting money fr from you trying to pay for that tool to use it, if you put your website in there, they will more, most likely show a list of big uh, things in red. What, what they are trying to do is actually sell their tool. Because if, if you would put in your tool, in, your website in there, and it will show you, ah, oh, everything is green, perhaps some something with uh, orange or yellow, which is uh, small importance, and only one error with red, you would fix that error in red, and you would not use that tool anymore. You, you know, you have fixed it, and that's it. But if you use a tool, and it tells you, look, 40 errors in red, each of them has so many URLs with problems. 
and now we have scanned scanned your website for another time and now you only have 35 errors in red bar there are so many and each of them is so important you would be eager okay i would pay you this money for, for to use the premium version of the tool to show me more to give me more details and i will keep using because i am afraid that if i will if i will not fix those errors uh, i will get penalized so i will keep paying you the tool the money until i get as many as much fixed but the thing is it's very hard to get to zero in a lot of tools now the thing is uh, a lot of tools try to prioritize things for you for example you have duplicate titles oh my god this is red okay you should fix it but they will they will also put red on perhaps duplicate meta description which i would personally not put as a major issue it, it's okay you need to fix it but i wouldn't put it in red and i would consider okay you can fix it but it's not that high importance task so uh, you your question is like okay olivian how should i make an seo audit listing not the top 50 problems but top 20 or top 10 problems the highest importance and ignore all the others and if i fix 20 or 10 problems how could i get results the thing is i cannot tell you a simple solution it's like that magician who worked for 60 years to get to know which are the top 10 and 20 because each, each site is different i can tell you okay meta titles matters just recently this week or something like that a person from Google, Gary Yesh, just told us that links are not in the top three uh, criteria for ranking and they have not, he, 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 in his opinion, and uh, he doesn't think Google has been using links in top three criteria, criteria for, uh, for ranking. So, okay, we, we also know links are important. And I can tell you generally, okay, you should have links. It's a good criteria. You should have meta titles. You should have good indexing. Speed, perhaps not that important, but okay, you need to have speed for conversion optimization purposes. And so on. I can give you a list, but if I will check 10 websites, I will get 10 different results for speed, for meta titles, for indexing, for uh, links, whatever criteria I will check, there will be a different stage. And also it matters how your competitors are doing. It's not that your website is living in a bubble, isolated from everything. I can tell you, look, you need to do this, this and this, but I will, when giving you the criteria, I will also look at your competitors. How are you? Are you on first page for a lot of keywords, first place perhaps, or are you third, play, third uh, page for a lot of keywords? Because this matters if you are very high, uh, in very high positions against your competitors, it's a good sign. If you are in a very bad position, it's a bad sign. So <laughs> I hate to give you the consultant's answer, but the best answer is it depends. Yeah, as usual, as usual, I agree, I agree. And um, I like when John Muller said about uh, top ranking positions, he told we have no such list. Of course, content is number one. Uh, as usual, but about others, it depends. It depends on the case because, for example, in health niche, probably people need more trust and authority. Uh, in uh, I don't know, uh, in uh, real estate, people need uh, high quality photos. You know, uh, descriptions. It depends on user intent. What people wanna get, and Google considers. 
uh, this information and uh, about uh, link building um, i think no today it's possible to rank websites without links it's possible uh, and yes i agree uh, links are not important like content but we still need these links we still need some backlinks uh, uh, and uh, probably it's better to change the strategy from getting more backlinks to getting links that can help users that can help uh, people can bring extra traffic can bring some recognition not for the sake of google because uh, some strategies for example i don't know like uh, when you get links from existing pages but uh, nobody visit these pages anymore i don't know how this link can help but if this page has traffic why not you can use skyscraper technique other techniques you know to get uh recognition or traffic from this link so i think it, it depends as usual and what i like in seo we need to test we need to find <laughs> to uh to learn uh, which ranking factors can impact to our projects and um, uh, technical optimization is always uh, in priorities because uh, not not only because of google users need speed users are impatient to get what they want to get uh, and according to studies uh, after three seconds most people can leave your website you know uh, you can lead uh, lose uh, sales uh, many things C can you tell about the speed how i don't know any common methods that can help to increase uh, website speed do we need to pay attention to hosting do we need to uh, fix technical errors any tips how to do it <laughs> websites faster <laughs> okay so if you're i will bring you one example i will detail elaborate on the answer but i will start with one example if you use wordpress one quick uh, fix is to a small website so you have a presentation website or a small website if you have a, a very large website big business perhaps the best solution is to use a cdn content delivery network and if you have a big website, you should talk with somebody somebody who knows how to improve the website of your speed. But let's say you have a small website on WordPress and you want to improve the speed. The first thing I would do is I would check if the hosting offers light speed support. There is a, it's not light, like L-I-J-H-T, it's light, L-I-T-E, lite, light, light speed. Um, and if the server supports this technology, Lightspeed, there is a plugin for WordPress called Lightspeed Cache. Uh, I'm absolutely amazed. If you, I've seen websites. Okay, uh, pretty, perhaps some websites. I, I met. I, I encountered websites where they had Lightspeed Cache and they didn't have this plugin. And I was, why don't you have this plugin? It's very powerful. You should definitely use it. And they use it. They install it, and they get very good results. So. If I were you, if I were you, if I had a WordPress website, a small website, I would check if the website uh, server supports Lightspeed and I would uh, install this plugin, Lightspeed Cache. Okay. What if the website platform doesn't use Lightspeed uh, uh, solution on a server? You have two big options. One, Web Rocket, WP Rocket. Sorry. Okay. WP Rocket, the most popular. Uh, premium plugin for speed as far as I know. Uh, it used to be free, now it's a premium plugin. I, I think it's a very good plugin, I would use it. Uh, with one mention, 
uh, you could also consider uh, option number two, just switching the server to a server that supports Lightspeed Cache or paying extra to your current server to support this technology and still installing Lightspeed Cache. I'm, I would, I would still consider Lightspeed Cache. Okay, this is for WordPress. Uh, let's say you have a HTML website. You you built it from scratch, or your developer built it from sketch, scratch. Uh, there are tools like uh, PageSpeed from Google, which you put the URL, uh, and it gives you a big list of things to fix, and it tells you uh, you should optimize uh, the images. For example, if you save the images uh, as JPEGs or PNG. Uh, that tool will tell you, okay, try to save them as, uh, my suggestion is WebP, it's most popular, it's, most popular, it's uh, used on various platforms, WebP is currently safe. There is another uh, uh, format called AVIF, A-V-I-F, uh, I, I generally don't use it, it's not as popular as WebP, it's more powerful than WebP, but I don't use it. So, one tip, consider saving your images from jpegs and pngs to to webp um, you if you have a wordpress or another cms that supports plugin there are generally plugins which helps you okay you have all the photos on your website jpegs or pngs okay you can convert them all to uh, webp automatically you just click install the plugin perhaps pay them if it's a premium plugin and then click on a button, it starts converting and it makes all the images WebP. This should bring some results uh, on your speed. What else? Um, as, uh, there is uh, this thing in speed called low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, I will tell you some other things we can do with uh, improving speed, but they tend to get more and more difficult. For example, uh, compressing J uh, JavaScript and CSS. Okay, you won't get a big result, but on each way, on each page, uh, the, uh, the bots or visitors enter, they load automatically the J JavaScript and CSS files. If you compress them, you will get a, a, a result which is applied to all the pages on the web. Okay, so compressing JavaScript, CSS, it's a good idea. Okay. JavaScript can, and CSS can, and fonts. All three can be delivered in two situations. For example, the page loads and you can have JavaScript, CSS and fonts loaded at the beginning. So before the everything is shown, but you could also do another thing. Okay, I will let the page load as it may, whatever result it will be. And only as a, as a slower option and in parallel, perhaps to uh, loading the website, I will load JavaScript, CSS and fonts. This means, for example, if you load the page, uh, it will show initially the page with fonts from system. For example, Times New Roman, Arial, whatever standard from fonts, which are on a lot of platforms. And after the page has loaded, it will also load the font from, for example, Google fonts and it will switch the font so it will not be times new roman arial it will be different it's a bit unpleasant to the to the eyes so it will load the page first it will be times new roman arial then it will be a different font but i think it's a it's a worthy compromise again css javascript the page will load standard and afterward it will load javascript and css 
which will make your website okay to look, look a bit ugly at the beginning. And then after it loaded the JavaScript and CSS, it will look different. To solve this, there is another solution. You can have uh, in JavaScript, the most important things, JavaScript and CSS elements, you can load at the beginning first. So before the page loads, you load the most important JavaScript and the most important CSS, you show the page, and then you load the rest and perhaps more, uh, more with the larger size, uh, JavaScript and CSS. Okay, let me think uh, other solutions. If you use a platform like Shopify, generally they do a lot of things for you, but there's one thing which you can't, they can't do for you, and it's a common error. Let's say you have a Shopify website and you think, okay, they ha have they done C C CDN content delivery network? Yes, they've done it, good. Have they tried to optimize my JavaScript and CSS? Yes, they've done it, good. Have they um, compressed the images from PNG or JPEG to WebP? Yes, they've done it, okay, good. But another question comes, what cannot Shopify do and I must do myself. This applies to other websites, but I'm giving Shopify as an example because it's a very popular web uh, solution. And although the website does a lot of things for you, you still have to do one thing. Okay, let's say you have a e-commerce website because that's why you run Shopify and you have this image. Let's say it's like this, uh, this image. And it's on a website and you have a product photo, which is like this. But when you upload the photo in the backend, Instead of loading this photo, you load, uh, you put a photo. Let me see how it looks on the screen. Okay, I am. It's reversed. Okay, let's see. You put an image which is like this, very very large. Let's try like this. Okay, so it's like a square, but a very very large square. Okay. Uh, right from the camera, you took the photo. You put it to Shopify right from the camera. That's a very poor idea. You should first resize the photo. So Shopify compresses the photo, it makes it smaller, it makes it like occupy literal, uh, uh, a smaller amount of space, and it also serves it as WebP, so good, two good things, but it cannot resize it for you. If you put a large photo in a small space, Shopify can't do anything about it. So they can, but they generally won't do anything about it. And I mentioned this because it's on pretty much all the platforms. I've seen it a lot of times. If you scan a typical website and you see a list of images, I can give you an example, a percentage, but like 90% will have made this mistake at least a few times. And a lot of, some websites, if you've done it, if uh, like one third of your images are, are not resized prior to uploading, that's a huge problem. Now, if you have a large website and you have 10 images which are large, Okay, you can live with this. Uh, that those product pages that have those large large images, they will likely load uh, slower. But okay, it, you have just ten pages. Okay, you can live with this. But um, what I would do to fix this issue is scan the website with Screaming Frog. They will give you a report with large images. You sort by image size, and you can see. Uh, if you select the images on the lower part of the screen, there is a tab called uh, in links, links to pointing to the images. And you can see all the pages that point to the uh, large images and you should fix it. 
okay, these are like top of mind, most important uh, speed errors you can have on a website. There are much more, but I'm telling you about uh, low hanging fruit. As more, as more, and you go deep into trying to solve uh, site speed, it will get more difficult and it's not simple. I told you some basic stuff you could try and do. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, interesting. Love it, love it. Uh, Olivia, I want to ask about automation. You mentioned a little bit about automation. And um, uh, today we have some WordPress plugins that can fix technical errors. We have uh, uh, some tools uh, that can, I don't know, to create sitemap, uh, robots.txt, many things uh, to decrease, uh, I don't know, like to uh, to play with pictures, images, I mean, like to decrease uh, uh, the weight of these images. So can you tell how we can rely on these tools? Uh, I mean, like if we have automation, we set up, do we can rely 100% or it's better to check manually and think how you can improve it or uh, to analyze? Uh, because, you know, most people are lazy. I'm lazy. <laughs> it's our nature, you know. Uh, and uh, when tools can decide our problems, um, uh, that's okay. That's cool. We can save our time to our priorities, but can we rely on them or not? What do you think? Okay, so two things I want to start with. Uh, first, there's this uh, quote called trust, but check. So, okay, I trust you do the good job, but I will check. So have it as a good general principle. If you want to check it, it's a good principle. There's another thing called, okay, you do perhaps some... Uh, um, how are they called? When you check yourself, you take a bit of blood and you put some um, analysis, I don't know, medical analysis, and they give you the results of the blood and they tell you some uh, uh, diseases that you might have or whatever deficiencies that you might have in your body. Okay. The thing is, even if you do those tests and they're automated and you do everything which is right, at some point, some errors will appear. So if you check if you make a list, okay, I will check one, two, three, four, a lot of items, robots.txt, sitemap, image generation, whatever. You, you have a list of things that are done automatically. And if you periodically check it, you will surely get uh, some issues. The thing is you have to put in your balance for your own. If you, it's worth it, okay, it will be a bit of a stress. So to always check uh, robots.txt, sitemap, uh, image generation, content creation, whatever, if the URLs work fine, if the indexing is done good, whatever, you have to make a big procedure. So I will check perhaps sitemap XML three once every three months because I don't expect it to go wrong, but I will still need to check it. So perhaps I will check sitemap XML three months. I will check robots.txt perhaps once every month because it's more likely to have issues with that. Um, if you have a WordPress website, there are plugins which can interfere with the robots.txt and it's a small check. You only you type the name of the website with slash robots.txt. You look into it and see if there's any error. I would check this perhaps monthly because I told you there are some plugins which might mess with your robots.txt file. And due to that, I would prefer not to have any issues. Okay. Sitemap, robots.txt. What else is automated? Uh, images to decrease uh, the weight of images, uh, something okay. like this. I have personally not encountered any situation in which uh, 
the the plugin would not do its job. But what it could happen is, for example, if you have a plugin which compresses images for you, at some point it might start stop working. For example, there is a there is an update, and for whatever reason, it will give a conflict, and perhaps it will not work properly. Properly, or for example, the plugin compresses the images in a certain folder, and that's some specific point. It can't write to that folder on the server. Whatever happens, for whatever reason, it can't have enough writes to write the file. In that case, the plugin will stop working, and you are you are in any uh, situation in a bad situation. You need to solve it. Okay. Um, what else is automated? Uh, I think we have some plugins that can uh, I don't know to optimize. The script, HTML code, I don't know, Java, many things. So I, I think, yeah, I like your answer. It depends. You know, we, we can uh, test it and uh, analyze what we got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, we can use plugins, but it's better to check manually if it works well. So can we do more? Uh, it's like ChatGPT. You know, I, I can't use. ChatGPT and rely 100% on this tool. I need to check manually and to edit uh, results uh, as, as we usually do. You know, any tool uh, can help, but don't decide all problems. It's not a golden button. Yeah, we need to analyze them. And uh, Olivian, I want to ask about uh, common technical errors that most websites have but can avoid can you list such errors that you, you often see in your audit uh, or uh, in many websites that you have online okay um, lo not focusing on the home page i would put this okay mm -hmm. the home page is a very important page of your website and i see a lot of owners okay what do we put on it uh, they will not optimize the meta title of the homepage. This should be like, okay, start with this. Whatever do for SEO, allow allocate half an hour, which is very decent to do a bit of keyword research and know what is important for your website. Do a bit of keyword research and optimize the meta title of your website and the meta description. Start with this. Okay. Another thing, a lot of people like those uh, things that move around on a website called sliders. So the images keep rotating and it's a very nice effect when you go on a page. Oh, look, it moves and so on. Studies after studies have shown that there are a lot of reasons for which the sliders aren't as effective as site owners think. So if it's my website, of course, I would go and I would read everything. Oh, my God, five slides. One, two. Three, I would read everything that's in it. But if I'm a visitor and I want to quickly get to results, I will go on the homepage, oh, slide, okay, whatever, let's see. So people don't have the patience to go five slides and to wait it to, it's, it's not good. So instead of sliders, there's this thing called hero image. You put a very large image on the homepage and you put a call to action. Coming to your website, what would be the most important thing you would want your visitors to do. What the most important thing? And if you if it's not enough, if you have two or three messages, for example, you really need the slider. You need, need not just one image, but you need two, three, whatever. Put it be beneath it. Okay, you have one big hero image. Let's put a second one and a third one below it with a call to action. Okay. Um, 
unique selling proposition. So I will tell you some things which are perhaps not related necessarily to SEO, but which are very big errors. Okay, so uh, unique selling proposition. You have a website and for example, you're not like a big e-commerce website, which everyone knows about. You're not like the most important player in the industry, which everyone has heard about. But you're a website which starts small, or perhaps it's known by 20% of the market, but 80% don't know about it. What should you do? You should have a list right on the first screen whenever the website loads with three elements. You put it whatever you want, but on the homepage, on the first screen, three the mo three most important elements which makes your site unique. So if you offer, offer free delivery uh, after a certain price, perhaps everybody does it. But if you have, I don't know, exp exp uh, exceptional uh, customer care, you reply to every phone and you reply to every email in two minutes. That's good customer service. You have no answer, unanswered uh, queries. So if someone writes, no one uh, is, is left without an answer. And also if someone requests a refund in three, 30 days, you give the refund and only then you, whatever. I, I'm not sure what your unique selling proposition is, but you should really try to think what makes my business unique? Why should the others buy from me? If you have the cheapest price, which I'm not sure if it's uh, such a good idea to focus on price, but let's say you have the cheapest price on the market. Put it as an USP. We, you won't find anywhere else a better price. We are even willing to uh, give you some money back if you if you can find some something that is more, uh, cheaper because we have contracts with every provider and everyone tells us you will get the cheapest price. Whatever. Make a list of these three and put it on the homepage and if you have a, an online store, put it also on the product page on the first screen. Okay, let's think of uh, SEO issues that happens a lot. You could fix a lot of things by doing keyword mapping. So this is again, not technical SEO, but you should do some keyword research. You should do some, or an agency or a freelancer, whatever, perhaps not you, your marketing person, someone. <laughs> I wouldn't advise someone with no experience to do this task. I think you need a bit more training than, okay, I know nothing about, I just watch a video and I know how to do keyword research. I don't think it works like that. But someone with marketing experience can likely do some keyword research and you should do this task. Find out which are the most searched keywords in your area. Find out which are a bit, some of them, which are a bit less competitive. So you have a chance of winning them and try to map, okay, for these keywords, I will uh, consider optimizing this page. For these keywords, this page and so on. So I would make a map and then I would try to optimize. Okay, I would say that for this URL, there are two or three keywords. How to optimize that page for those keywords? I would do this stuff. Um, if you are a big website, what I would consider is buying a license for a Screaming Frog and once every whatever time frame you have. So it depends on the resources that you can allocate for the task, but you should allow some, uh, some time and you should scan the website from time to time. So buy a license from Screaming Frog, I think is the best uh, on-page uh, audit tool and just scan your website and it will give you a big list of things which, which you can do. Again, you'll need a bit of a training. Try to see some YouTube tutorials, 
give your marketing person or whoever does SEO for you some time to think if they don't know about uh, Screaming Frog and they should use this tool to find out some errors and try to fix them. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, don't forget about content. So write a blog, post on social media, do a newsletter, create a community. You said earlier that you want to have links from websites which have real community behind them. Okay. If you have just a the, the, one one thousand products and you don't have a blog no social media no newsletter it doesn't go that way to build a community you don't allow reviews on your website try to create something for your community these are some tips yeah awesome awesome love it uh olivian i want to ask about if you can choose only one option between the first option to have uh user friendly uh, content uh, uh, that can satisfy user experience as much as possible uh, with high quality pictures with uh, uh, features that can help users but with many technical errors and the second option less user friendly uh, page uh, probably less quality i don't want to tell low quality less quality pictures uh, uh, less features for users but without technical errors what to choose and uh, yeah just your tips about that <laughs> okay so first two two things from the start let's say a technical error is blocking by robots.txt that page doesn't exist you can make it the perfect one it doesn't exist Let's say you put technical error, no index in the page. Google, you don't exist. Okay, you can put it in a newsletter, social media, YouTube uh, as a link, whatever. It exists. People read it. But for SEO, if you put no index, you don't exist. So there are some technical errors which makes this fight uneven. So uh, if, if the technical errors are very, very bad, you 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 just don't exist there's no fight you, you need to first uh, first solve the major technical errors on the other hand um, most websites and most platforms when so it used to be that in seo um, things were poorly made so if you made the website 10 years ago you didn't know many things about seo you heard some vague things about some criteria and so on, not 10, like 20 years ago, because just uh, when yesterday the Google made uh, 25 years uh, on the market. So let's say you are 20 years uh, before now and you made the website on whatever platform. There were a lot of errors and technical errors and whatever platform you would choose, you would need to invest in, uh, in uh, SEO. So. Right now, whatever platform you choose, WordPress, Wix, Spotify, Joomla, uh, Big Commerce, I said Spotify, Shopify, I meant, okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, Magento, whatever platform you would use, no matter what, they are well optimized. Okay, perhaps it's not perfect. You still need to do some things. You still need to do training. You still need to do keyword research. You still need to do some technical audits. So it's not, it's never, Right now, if you start a website, it's never at 0% or 50%. No, it's more than 50% already optimized. It's 
most of the websites are more than 50% optimized, but they're also not 100%. As far as I remember, I don't remember meet, encountering a website which had 100% optimized uh, uh, criteria or less than 50%. So whatever you do, you are between 50 and 100. And for this reason, I would think that, so again, two answers to your question. One answer is like this, Google will always say, oh no, good content, good images. Yes, perfect, make it just for user. This, this is what Google would say. But they would also mention with the asterisk, results may vary. So in the real world, you will see some articles which are very good content. You like the photos, uh, good community, nice website, but they have some technical errors and perhaps Google will not rank them as high. And you will see some articles and content and websites with poor content, uh, poor images, as you said, whatever, uh, and still they will rank. So I can tell you that in theory, of course, I prefer good quality content, good articles, good community, live website. I, I, I just adore this. It's like perfect thing to optimize. It's you just need to fix some technical issues. Oh my God, this is the perfect website. But in practice, I've seen websites with very, very good quality content that aren't ranking as well. So to answer your questions, I would say that generally, as long as you meet the basic technical things, so not huge blunders, huge major errors, in generally, I would go for the good content, good images, uh, content that serves the query. So whenever a person searches, if they land to your website, they will get the information. The title of the article is meant to to send to to, to answer their query and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And I have my final question. It's a common question. I asked this question before, but uh, I have new listeners and I know it's important to know how to learn from scratch you have this extended experience and what i found that i usually get high results with customers who understand seo so if they understand we can go ahead like a cohesive team if they don't i tell them take uh, my course learn on google learn on youtube uh, read books listen to audio podcast whatever you choose choose your live format just learn get the basic when you know the basic you can cooperate with uh, great experts you can go yourself it doesn't matter so what direction you can choose uh, just learn how it works i want to ask you if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills it's your first day in asia you didn't optimize any websites you didn't create any websites uh, you know that Google exists, but <laughs> you don't know how Google ranks all these pages. So what will you do today if you started from scratch? Uh, I would go on reddit.com and I would start searching for communities about SEO. There are communities on Reddit which are dedicated to SEO. And some questions are very basic, like how to learn SEO and two weeks pass and another person asks how to learn SEO and two weeks pass and another person has look uh, how to learn SEO and some uh, 
people in there reply, okay, first thing you need to do is search on Reddit. You need to learn how to search to read the previous messages. Okay. So first thing I would do, go to Reddit. There are, so the communities on uh, Reddit are called subreddits, like uh, some major uh, channels, for example, they are called subreddits. You find some subreddits about SEO, you subscribe to them, and you start reading them each day. But before you start reading them each day, you go to the archives and you start reading. Okay, some articles are like very advanced. Uh, avoid reading them at the beginning, or if you read them, you will not understand as much, but read them. Okay, perhaps you will use them in the future. Uh, one good example to learn uh, SEO from is a website called learning one second i have it open there learning seo.io so a lot of people ask on reddit how to learn seo and this website almost always pops up it's a, a website by aleida solis hope i'm not pronouncing her name wrong it's a she's a seo person from spain aleida solis and she made this platform hub whatever you want to call it learning seo that io let's see okay and uh, it gives you roadmaps okay i want to start i would uh, start in this and this way i would read these articles do these courses and so on it, it's a good resource but you will also find if you go to reddit uh, join some subreddits and start searching how to learn seo and you will see that a lot of people have uh, ans asked this question and a lot of people have received answers and if you start reading enough you will get it also, one more thing which I want to emphasize, read books, even if they're old. So in SEO, uh, if the book was from one year ago, it will have outdated information. So one uh, book in 2022, it's old book. But the basic principles like how to optimize images, how to do H1s, uh, how to do metas, whatever, the basic principle remain. Uh, just recently, Gary Ilyesh, uh, in I mentioned before about those links, but he also had a, a larger list of topics he addressed. And um, one second, uh, he said that Google does a lot of experiments. So he, Google tries something, see how it works and applies it. But imagine if they do so many experiments or try so many things, at some point, some experiments might fail. So even if, for example, they try something, it proves to be working. They implement it, but it doesn't work so well. At some point, they will take it down. So even, for example, if now a certain criteria, oh, but I'm sure it will work. Okay, today it works. But perhaps six months from now, Google will decide, okay, I don't want to put this criterion uh, too much emphasis on, and I will retire that uh, criteria, whatever. It's a poor example. But just remember that Google can decide, okay, I will put a lot of em emphasis on meta titles and perhaps uh, six months from now, I'll put less em emphasis on that. Right now, Google says, okay, I will not put emphasis on uh, page speed, but I will, I, I'm personally expecting this to change to, if you optimize the speed of the website, right now you do it just for, so mostly or mostly for uh, user experience, for conversion, for how how beautiful how how pleasant the website is for the user this is why you mostly do it not for seo but i expect in a few years this 
importance of this criterion to, to rise. So to answer your questions, learning uh, SEO.io, Reddit, your courses, Anatoly, I, I think you have a good collection of things you, you said properly. I like watching a video in which you explain. I like your energy. I like you're so relaxed and uh, you, you, you inspire. You, you're an inspiration to how well and relaxed you can be, how, how you can enjoy doing uh, things you love. I think people should uh, watch you if they want to learn more about SEO in a relaxed and calm way and energetic, not only relaxed. So you're both things. You're relaxed, so you're not stressing, but also energetic and okay, good uh, combination. Yeah, nice. L love it. Love it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, I know one more resource to follow Olivia Bradham on social media <laughs> to learn from him because you can get a lot more valuable insights. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. I have a blog called uh, Olivian.ro. So my name Datro from Romania, Olivian.ro. But I also have another blog called Lumeseo PPC.ro, which is the world of SEO and PPC.ro. Um, and that we, we post a lot of things in English, even if it's a Romanian website. If you want to learn more, more things about SEO, uh, I'm more, more active on lumeseopc.ro. Hope uh, Anatoly will put a link in the description. Uh, and also on olivian.ro, I have a, at the bottom of my blog, there is a category in English. So you can read just the English articles. And I also have a category just for internet marketing and you can read if you want just the articles on internet marketing. Nice, nice guys. You can find all the links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. I recommend to anyone to follow Olivia on social media. I follow because I need this valuable insight. So you need to do too if you want to learn. Uh, of course, you can uh, go to uh, Reddit, to courses, to any uh resources that you like but if you follow olivian you can get a lot more okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts